This is episode 13, How to Be a More Engaging Teacher. Welcome to Z-Rated Success. Z-Rated Success. The podcast to help educators and those who work with youth to help them succeed by standing out instead of fitting in. This This is Z-Rated Success. And this is Nick ZZ. Back in the days when I was in high school, I looked forward to going to certain classes. There were classes that I dreaded. I said, no way. I don't want to go there. Not again, because it was boring. But there is one class that I'll never forget. It was Mr. Mandez's class, my chemistry class in high school. Whenever the day arrived and the time arrived, we were ready. Everybody was excited to go to his class because he made it interesting. It was fun. He wasn't boring. We would go in and he'll high five us on our way coming into class, ask us how we're doing. And sometimes he'll make jokes about something that was actually funny. And we laughed and it was just a fun place to be. And we were learning. So everyone looked forward to it. But when I compare his class to some of the other classes that were boring, I said, hmm, when you look around, the kids are sleeping. They're not involved. They're not interested in what's being taught. So today I want to share with you in today's episode, how to be a more engaging teacher. Now, the perspective that I'm going to share with you is from a speaker perspective. I'm a professional speaker. I've been speaking for over 15 years and I speak to small groups, to large groups, to several thousand. In fact, I spoke recently to 1,200 high schoolers and you can imagine how difficult that perhaps would have been had I not known how to be an engaging speaker. So I'm going to share with you some of the strategies that I use that I believe can help you be a more engaging educator. So the first is set clear lesson goals. Set clear lesson goals. I want you to start with the end in mind. No one goes to the airport and just walks up to the counter and says, I want to get on the next plane. Well, wouldn't you want to know where that plane is heading? What's the destination? Yes. So the destination is important before you actually purchase a ticket. So the same thing with your lesson plans, your lesson goals. What is the end destination? What is the desired result that you want from that lesson? So set clear lesson goals. There are two questions that you should ask yourself. Number one, what will students accomplish during this lesson? Number two, what does success look like to me? I also want you to frame your goals with a growth mindset. So you want to ensure that the lesson is challenging, but also achievable. So as you're setting these goals for your lesson, you want to make sure that it's clear and that you know exactly what it looks like and what you want Uh, as an outcome from the lesson. So that means everything else that I share with you afterwards and everything else that you're doing during your lesson needs to be leading you to that end result. So let's go to the second strategy that I use, and that is to open strong and finish strong. 
open strong. So when you're presenting, when I'm presenting, I'm opening strong and I'm also finishing strong. We remember the beginnings and endings more than we do the middle. So you will remember the beginning of a presentation. You will also remember the ending of a presentation more than you will the middle of the presentation. So the same goes for your lesson plans. As you're teaching, it goes the same way. So when I'm starting my class, even before I start my lecture, even before I go into the lesson, I'm high-fiving students as they're coming in. I'm talking to them. I'm chatting with them. Hey, how are you? How's everything going? High-five. Hey, welcome. Welcome. Good to see you. Good morning. Good. Hey, Michael. Hey, Marie. Good. To, hey, nice sneak. Oh, look at those. And, and I'm already engaging the students as they're walking in the classroom. And I try to do that with everyone that comes in. I'll give them handshake or a high five or a fist bump, but I'm letting them know that I see you and I'm here for you. Let's get going. This is going to be different. This is not going to be a class session that you come to and you just sit down and you're a spectator. No, no. I want everybody to participate. I want everyone to be engaged. So I'm starting early. So you want to start strong. So this is even before I begin. I'm making sure that I'm speaking to the students as they're coming in, I'm greeting them. So now, when you do stand up and you begin to present, when you begin to work on the lesson, you want to start strong. So the first 30 seconds, I would say 30 seconds to 90 seconds of your presentation is crucial because it will it will set the tone for the rest of the lesson. So you want to make sure that what you're going to cover is going to let them know, hey, look, this is going to be amazing, an amazing experience. And they're already going to feel that, right? If you're high-fiving them, if you're shaking their hands, if you're greeting them as they're coming in and you're enthusiastic, you're you're ready to go, you're complimenting them, they're already feeling like, oh, this is going to be great. Because what I want in my speeches, my presentations, I want it to be an experience, right? I want people to know this is not just a regular talk. This is an experience. This is the ZZ experience or the zebra experience that I want my audiences to have. When they come to my class, when my students come to my class, I want it to be an experience. So everyone, we're excited. We're going to Mr. ZZ's class. I can't wait because I know it's going to be engaging. It's going to be fun, right? So You want it to be an experience, so you want to open strong. So start with an interesting fact. It could be a story. It could be an activity, like you can have them raise their hands. How many of you, dot, 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 whatever the lesson is on. It could be about a current event, and then you tie it into the lesson, but you want to to capture their attention. Let them know, like, this is different. This is going to be a great session today. And you tell them what you're going to tell them. And then you tell them and then you tell them what you told them at the end and you wrap it up. So the ending of the speech is also important because some people, some teachers, they'll start strong and they'll finish flat. No, no. You want to start high and finish high. You want to start strong and finish strong. So you want it to be an experience. The way that you do that is think about the last 30 seconds to 60 seconds of the presentation. 
What's the end goal? Again, it goes back to setting clear lesson goals, knowing what that is and working towards that in every part of your lesson, in every part of your presentation. You want to make sure that you're driving that point. You're heading in that direction. That's how you will end strong. Now, you can end with a poem. You can end with a summation. In fact, I always end with a poem and I always end with a summation. So I give them a recap of the main points of the lesson and then I hit them with a poem, an inspirational poem that gets them ready and they're motivated and ready to go continue with their day. So that's how I do it and the students love it. Now, here's another strategy that's also worked for me, and that is to turn lessons into stories. This is strategy number three. Turn lessons into stories. Storytelling has proven for ages. It's it's just been proven that storytelling is the best way to captivate an audience, the best way to engage both the logical side of the brain and the emotional side of the brain. So if you want to engage your students, you can start with a story. You can also wrap up your points with stories. So every part of the lesson, you want to look at ways, how can I include a story here? A short story. It doesn't have to be a a long-winded story. It doesn't have to be like a Harry Potter length type of story, but it could be very short, like one sentence or two sentences. It could be even about your personal life. You can say, the other day, I was sitting on my red couch and I noticed that I had received a notification on my phone and I I read it. It was an article and the headline read dot, dot, dot. I mean, whatever it is that is aligned with the the end goal with the lesson that you're teaching on, you can include those stories in there and that will pull the students in. So once upon a time. So let's say if your audience or rather your your class is not engaged or you've lost them, you could stop right away. You could just press the brakes like stop. And then you want to get them back in. You can think of a story of a time, something that would relate to the class at that time and you draw them in. All right. So stories are powerful. So turn lessons into stories. But also make sure that every story you tell, every one of these techniques, any of these techniques that you you use here, remember, they're only tools. So you have to remember, what is the point? What is the point of the story? Don't just tell a story to tell a story. I've seen speakers do that a lot. They'll just tell a story just to tell a story. No, no. What is the point? Why are you telling us this story? Why are you sharing this story with us? And you have to explain that when you've shared the story, right? So again, turn your lessons into stories, but make sure you're making a point with the story that's in line with the lesson. Number four, the fourth strategy is to get them to move. I always get my audience to move. I keep it interactive, very interactive. And the reason why is because I know for myself, I don't like sitting for 45 minutes, 60 minutes with just sitting there and just listening the whole time. I, I want to move around. I want to do things. And the more I do, the more interactive it is. I retain, I remember what's being 
said, what's being taught. And that's what you want for your class. And students love this. They never say, well, we, 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 we're, we do too much activities or they're like, can we do more? We have too many discussions. Like, can't, can we have, can we have more time? We always run out of time. They're always saying, can we do more? Right. So, so you want to get them to move. So what I do is I'll have them raise their hands. I'll have them break up into groups of two or threes or fours, have them split up so they move from where they're sitting to another table, another area in the room where they can partner with other students. If it's on Zoom or any other virtual platform where I'm doing distance learning, I'll send them to breakout rooms. Again, there's many ways that you can do this. So I want you to think about your situation right now what it is that you're dealing with, whether it's distance learning that you will be doing remote learning this period of time, or perhaps in-person or a hybrid version of it with both. Again, ask yourself, how can I include some of these strategies and what I'm doing so that I can be a more engaging teacher? So with that, let's continue with getting them to move. So I get them to raise their hands. I get them to nod their head. So I'll say, if you agree, nod your head. If you agree, or if you understand, nod your head. Sometimes I'll ask them to repeat after me. So if it's an important phrase or important part or point that I want the students to remember, I'll ask them to repeat after me. So whatever that is, they'll repeat after me. I also tell them to tell your neighbor. So in other words, tell your neighbor dot, 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 dot. So whatever it is that I want them to remember, the point that I'm trying to drive home, I'll tell them to tell their neighbor. So again, you can tailor this to the way that you teach and how you uh, interact with your students. But this is what's worked for me when I speak to audiences and also when I'm teaching. The other strategy, which is within the same strategy of getting them to move, is pair and share. So I'll have them go into groups or find a partner and, and work on a problem or work on the question that I have on the board. And that gets them going as well. So there are many other ways to get them to move. A simple way is if they've been sitting for a long time, hey guys, can you all, let's all stand up for the next 10 seconds or so. We're going to do a crazy stretch. I actually call it the zebra stretch. So we're going to do a crazy stretch and and everyone just make whatever sound you want to make. And, and everyone's like, ah, and they and they're excited like yeah okay all right great and then we sit down and we continue with the lesson so so again get them to move so think of other ways you can brainstorm write some more ideas and try these out and see what works for you the fifth way to be a more engaging teacher is to gamify the educational process you want to gamify it Make it fun. Uh, gamify it. I play Jeopardy with our students. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll take some of the key components or uh, key concepts of the lesson or even more so. I'll take uh, the test, what's going to be on the test, and then we'll turn that into a game. And, and, and the students love it. So it could be Jeopardy. It could be Hangman. It could be any other type of game. But we, we want to gamify it. 
I've never had a student all these years say, Mr. Zizi, please, no more games. No, they said, Mr. Zizi, can we play another game today? Can we, do we have time for that? So they're looking forward to it because it's fun. One other thing that I do, I'll say, let's see who will be the first one to get the answer, right? Let's see who's going to be the first one to participate today. Let's see who's going to be the first one. So everyone's ready to go. They're ready to, 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 to participate. They're ready to raise their hands. And let's see who's going to be the first to get this one right, this question right. Let's see who's going to be the first person to put their answer in the chat. So again, I'm looking for ways to gamify it. And when I gamify it, students are ready to go because they're they want to compete. They see that it's fun and it's it's a great experience. So that's some of the ways that you can become a more engaging teacher. As I come to a close, I want to remind you again, the five ways, five strategies that you can implement today to become a more engaging educator. Number one, set clear lesson goals. Number two, open strong and finish strong. And number three, turn lessons into stories. And number four, get them to move. And number five, gamify the educational process. And I'm going to close with a story. I remember working with educators. This was at a breakout session that I did recently where there were educators from across the state of Florida who were there. And I went through how you can be a more engaging teacher, how you can teach like a zebra. And at the end, I told them, I'm not going to tell you, but I wanted to show you first. So I want to first ask you all, what was it about today's presentation that resonated with you the most? And people shared their their points. They said, well, I love the message. I love the story. I love your tie. Your tie actually pulled me in. I'm like, wow, I like the zebra print tie. And others said, well, I like the music in the beginning, how you got us up and dancing. And others said, well, I, I like the the quote that you said. That that quote was powerful about teaching and, and so on and so forth. Some Someone said, I love the pictures you had in your PowerPoint. They were funny and some were very interesting and so on and so forth. So that was good to hear. And I told them, I'm glad that you all have shared what you've said. And some said, uh, one teacher said, you kept us engaged. You had us repeat after you. You had us get up. You had us high five each other. You had us do a series of things and you kept it very interactive. And I said, that's great. And I told them at the end, I said, that was my goal. My goal was to engage this group. I wanted this to be an engaging and interactive session, and they all loved it. So my point in telling you that is that you can do this, that you as an educator can be an interactive and engaging educator. You don't have to be the boring educator, because boredom is one of your greatest enemies. As you're teaching your students, the worst thing that can uh, that can actually happen that will disconnect you from your audience from your students is boredom so you want to do everything at all costs 
not to be boring. You want to be the teacher that students look forward to going to uh, their your, your class. You want them to go to your class and, and be excited about it. Like, I can't wait to go to Mrs. Smith's class. I can't wait to go to Mr. John's class. And, and then and then that's what you do. You implement these strategies and also think of other ways that you can be more engaging. Thank you for listening. I hope you have received value today. I hope you have learned something about standing out and not fitting in. I am on a mission. I am fired up, irrationally passionate about helping educators find their Z-Print for success. I would love to speak with you about our PD program or our school assembly programs that we offer. If you're interested, please send me an email to info at nickzizi.com. I would love to set up a time to talk with you about our programs. Also, don't forget to join our Zebra Educators group. We have educators from across the country. The group is growing and we're helping each other succeed. So zebras thrive when they're running with other zebras. So join Zebra Educators today. I'm Nick Zizi reminding you today to unleash your zebra. Imitation is limitation. If you've received value from today's podcast, make sure to subscribe and visit ZratedSuccess.com for more tips and strategies that will help you stand out instead of fit in. Reminding you today to unleash your zebra. Unleash your zebra.